0: Hello, and welcome to Success Stories. I'm Kendra Hall, Chief Storytelling Officer at Success Magazine, and this is the podcast where we sit down with the brightest stars and the boldest thought leaders as they share their stories so you can create your own success story. I have to tell you, I am so excited for you to hear this next interview. When she said yes to coming on the podcast, I screamed. I've been following her on Instagram for months now. I'm so inspired by her work. Every time she posts a picture, I feel better. My day feels brighter and after our conversation in this interview, I know you will be inspired on many different levels, especially if you're ever a person or if you've ever thought to yourself, how do I turn my passion into a business? It's a scary thought. Are you are you talented enough? Like what are the pitfalls? What are the mistakes? And what are the big, bold moves you need to take to make it happen? Answers to all of those questions and just the coolest woman ever is in this next interview. Born and raised in Indiana, Jessie Roley began her love affair with color at the age of four and has been creating ever since. She moved to San Francisco, worked in advertising, and then in 2013, she moved to Paris for love. There she started creating colorful fine art pieces and designs to brighten up her surroundings. Paris can be cloudy and thus the vibrant world of Etta V was born. Today Etta V's products from doormats to bathing suits to wall prints are not only available on her site but you can also find them at Target, Barnes & Noble, Wayfair, TJ Maxx, HomeGoods, Amazon, and many more. Jesse is inspired by life in France, travel adventures, tropical settings, colorful fruit, and pop culture. You will be inspired by Jesse. Jesse, welcome to Success. We are so excited to hear your stories.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. It's truly an honor, and I just can't wait to share. Uh,
0: well, and I think so, we spent, and
1: I think all
0: Podcasters do this. Like there's about 10 minutes of pre-conversation that you don't hear before the interview actually goes live. And I was telling you just like how this is like um this is like a fangirl moment for me. I've been following you. You're like there were, and we're recording this. I feel like I should share. It's early December. We're still in a phase of the pandemic. And you know, throughout the past eight months. I come to your Instagram page, which I want to say right off the bat.
1: Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you.
0: But but for joy, like I want, I come to you for joy and I've been so impressed by your work and just the little glimpses of your story that I get to see. And I feel like we should share this right off the bat that you are familiar with Success Magazine, right?
1: Yes, yes. So first off, um, just also that means so much to me that you even just mentioned that, you know, during the pandemic you come to my Instagram page because I truly feel like color is just such a great um, mood booster in general. So thank you, like that means a lot. And um, yes, I am very familiar with Success. Um, My parents um, growing up, they are both entrepreneurs and um, they sub- subscribe to Success Magazine. And so I've seen it sitting around my home for since forever. So I was just really honored uh, when you asked. <laughs> I feel like you should say, hi, mom. Hi, Jessie. I know. Hi, mom. I, she'll, she'll be listening for sure. So hi,
0: mom. Hi, dad. She'll be the first one. We'll send her the recording first so she can edit. Amazing. In. Amazing. So Jesse, give us, you and I shared in your introduction, but kind of the like, the the really, the the short version. You're an artist, tell us just a little bit for people who don't know who you are and what you do, and then we'll get into the stories.
1: Okay, great. So yes, my name is Jessie Rollet. I'm an American artist, uh, Midwest born and raised, and I am currently living in Strasbourg, France. Um, Quick version, I guess, of um, just how I got here is I was working in San Francisco as an art director in advertising and met my husband, who is French online. We moved to Paris, where we lived there for seven years. And when I first arrived there, I um, I did not speak French, I didn't know anyone. I was not, I had left my career back in San Francisco and um, was kind of just feeling down in, you know, a little blue. And so I went back to something that I know since I've, you know, something I've known of my whole life, which is art, and uh, started painting and, just making really bright, colorful pieces that warmed my soul and, um, put them up on Etsy. It took off and built a brand kind of accidentally.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love accidental brands. And that's where yeah. like, even just that right there, I have like, I have like a hundred questions. I, yes. have
1: ask
0: you, but I do think that like, for me, it was really important. And, and we talked about this, but to have, um, an artist, like, like, art um, and to share that story, because I don't know that there, I think there is like a whole different set of stories that go into your like art comes from inside Absolutely. you, you know, um, Absolutely. and, and those stories that led to your success. So let's go back all the way to, like you said, this is something that you've known, you know, for a very long time, you went back to, so when did, when did you first discover the power of art? Art. And I mean, we all colored as kids, right? right. But it seems right. like clearly now there was a different relationship there. So, so tell me about when you first found art.
1: So, um, when I, I like, I you know, like you were saying just now, we you know, as we're kids, we're always coloring and everything. And so, my first moment was when I was in preschool, and I had I was obsessed with the Little Mermaid at the time. and I had created this okay yeah I'm honestly still obsessed myself (laughs) and had created um a like a chalkboard drawing of a scene from The Little Mermaid I had like drew all of the characters and everything and the people at the preschool they were quite impressed with it I guess for like a four-year-old they were like wow like that's that's something and so they had displayed it in the lobby for like months and so I was kind of just like oh just I think it was just being recognized for like drawing or art, I was just kind of like, oh, that's interesting um, that I'm being recognized for that in some way as a four-year-old. And so my parents were like, okay, like maybe we'll get her into painting classes. And so I started taking painting classes when I was five and um, built started building up my skill um, since five. And I think just, just I guess that initial moment of people taking notice was something that just ignited it all, You see, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So, so I mean, I just, I can't imagine being four and like, did you know it at the time when you were four or looking back? Are you like, oh yeah, that's when it really like when you were four, were you you're like, oh, I'm good. Or were you just a kid? Like I'm picturing this I've,
1: prodigy here. Well, and I was just like a kid, but I think, I guess they were, maybe they were impressed. I wish we had like a picture of it because I, I have no idea yeah. what it looks like. <laughs> I don't have it, but I do have some uh, paintings from whenever I, my dad had found old paintings from when I was five and there's like shading. I was just kind of like, okay. Like I didn't realize, like I was doing still lifes and stuff like that. And so I think, um. I think what, what I've most just taken from just that is just whenever you recognize talent in a child, no matter what kind of talent it is, it's so important to hone it and like give it a place to grow and foster it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what, I actually,
0: I think that that is, I think that's a really important message and, it, and it's different than like, here's what you can do for your own success, but po- I, all of the people that I've talked to, um, there's been moments that when they were young or when, what you said right there is that that moment of recognition, when something like me, my whole, my, I told my first story when I was in fifth grade and I will never forget it. And my teachers Mm -hmm. recognized it and, um, other, the community members in the school recognized it. My mom, recognized it and did something about it right away can you tell me a little bit about that like what I know they put you in painting classes but you know yeah like when you're seeing children express something tell me more about that
1: yeah so I think um you know like for example you know they put me into painting classes and then um over the years you know they were always kind of like oh like you know what you're just so creative like what's next like what do you want to do like what can you do with that and I was like oh like Let's try photography, let's try ceramics, let's, you know, and so it was just really nice growing up in an environment where I was able to explore many different things. And, um, you know, once it was time to go off to college, I actually got turned, I didn't make it into an art program because I was, my art was too like poppy and they wanted more refined, fine art, serious work. Okay, so
0: tell me about that moment when here you are your whole life, you've grown up as an artist and suddenly, Mm -hmm. so tell me about that experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely hurt. Um, I feel like it's happened a few times where, you know, you know, there are systems, you know, that maybe might block people from moving forward in something that they want to do. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of like those moments where, you know, I have learned at least to like reassess and. Kind of just, you know, I'm like, well, is this something that I really want to do? Yes. So I'm going to keep working at it until I'm, you know, make my own way. Because if that's not, if I can't go that way, then I'm going to make my own way. And so I think those are really important lessons that, you know, popped up a few times.
0: (laughs) Did you ever have that when you, like, you got the letter, you didn't make it in? Like, did you think about stopping at that
1: point like were you? um I mean I was definitely I was it actually I ended up not I was so it was what, what was the school It was called Ball State it's in Indiana I grew up in yeah, Indiana I know. Um, oh sorry I just said that yeah. <laughs> oh you know and so oh, I know Ball State I know Ball, State. Know Ball State yeah and so Call them I, out. Call them out. Oh, I'm calling y'all out um <laughs> <laughs> you missed I'm just kidding I'm not even kidding <laughs> So, um, but yeah, and I, it actually deterred me from going to school there. I stayed home um, and went to school locally in Evansville, Indiana, uh, University of Southern Indiana, where I, um, my parents were like, well, you know, let's, let's like, you know, do something a little businessy, like, you know, but a little creative, but like most, you know, something you can get a job in. And so I was like, yeah. okay. And so um uh, went to school for advertising and uh, minored in art. So that was great because I was still able to get some art going.
0: So, so tell. I, I think that that's an interesting. Um, I think there's a lot of. I think your story, that piece of it at least, sounds will be sounding very familiar to people. Mm. Like I, in college, majored in organizational communications because you can get a job in that, and uh-huh. I minored in theater.
1: Uh, oh okay
0: you know what I mean like it was definitely so so when you made that choice like you didn't get into the art school and then you made the choice to like how did it feel at the time and what do you think about it now to
1: yeah I mean at the time it really I was just I really honestly felt lost I mean honest I was 18 so I didn't really I was like well I guess I don't really know what I want to do and maybe I'm not as good as art as I thought I was but Um, you know, so kind of made me definitely second guess myself and I kind of just felt like I fell into like a, like the, like the, the flow, like the little, like, okay, go to college, get a job. Like I, I, you know, that's how at least I felt it started off when I was in, um, went to, was in undergrad, but then what reignited it again was keep that, having that art minor and taking the art classes. I was able to study abroad in Italy. Mm -hmm. Um, with my art minor, I took like a jewelry making class and really that's just like what brought me back to life, honestly. And, um, I was able to, you know, when it was time to graduate, I found a program in San Francisco. I was like, you know what? I'm going to art school. (laughs) I'm just going to go to straight up art school. Um. And I'm going to, um, just like learn all I can in a city that is thriving with creativity. And it was just kind of me giving my, myself permission to, you know, go for it. Yeah.
0: So you went, okay. So then, so you went from Indiana, you did, you know, you checked the box, went to college, went to for the advertising, okay. uh, then went to art school in San Francisco. And yes. at that point what happened after that? Did you, yeah, you, you weren't an artist yet, like you, right, what happened?
1: Right, so art school, um, pretty much I was in advertising, but I learned how to become an art director, and so what was really cool about that is that I learned how to tell stories creatively, uh, visually, how to, um, market. Yeah. And um, after that, I was able to get a job at a San Francisco ad agency as an art director. I was working on clients like 49ers, uh, San Francisco 49ers, um, Monterey Bay Aquarium, a lot of Bay Area tech companies, LinkedIn, stuff like that. Yeah. And it was just it was just such a an amazing experience for me because I learned how to be confident um, as a visual storyteller, yeah. as um, I was able to learn all the skills you need to uh, produce your own artwork to market your own artwork, like Photoshop, um, InDesign, yeah. all of the design programs, and so it was kind of just like a crazy boot camp in, um, I don't know, in like visual art. In, yeah.
0: Well, and all the all the things that now, even as I hear you talk about it, like these are things that that I use now. You have been probably added up to your success. These skills. Absolutely. You, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. People wouldn't know about who you are if you weren't as good as you are about being able to tell people who you are. <laughs> exactly, <laughs>
1: that's a. I I do think that is the advantage um, that like maybe my art. I've been able what of what I've been able to do with my artwork um, is just you know I know how to get it in front of people's faces and how to captivate. Yeah. Um, with um the messaging around it and and that's actually something I hope to in the future like teach other artists how to do as well
0: you'll have to keep us up to date on that like how cool would that be if you like (laughs) did like a uh a course on that's mm -hmm. actually you should start right now we'll talk we'll talk after we'll talk about that So so this actually as you're as you're sharing this I'm thinking about um other art who know that they have art in their soul and maybe they grew up taking art like they were the art prodigies right like they 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 were they were told they were great at art they knew that they were great at art and then they didn't get into the art school or maybe they didn't become a famous artist at you know like right out of college and they ended up taking this other route and I feel like there is a tendency with creatives in a way um, to consider that like almost a failure, almost like a selling out-ish or or since I'm not an artist, like I don't, that's not how I make my money. I am somehow a failure. Can you, like, Mm. was that part of, was Mm. that part of your thought process? Like, tell me about that.
1: Well, I think that there was, a moment where like, so whenever I was working in advertising, there was still a little part of me that was like, dang, like I kind of just want to like still paint though. Like I'm tired of staring at the computer all the time, Photoshopping people work for other people. And I just kind of want to to, to do my own thing and, and to, to, to like connect with people uh, through my art. And I think, for people who might be struggling with that, um, like I can, I can totally understand how you might feel like you've missed the boat in a way. And what I would say to that would be like, just to start trying, or at least just start doing it on the side, just for your own self. Like it doesn't have to be about your art making it big. Like, I think if you're doing it for yourself and you, it's making you happy, then in turn, um, when somebody is like making art and sharing it with the world, like you're doing more than just like making it, you're making other people happy. You're connecting with other people. It's, I think that's something that a lot of people might not even realize about their own artwork is that um, when people see it, they're like, Oh, like that's so cool. Like, Oh, I didn't know you were creative or that you could draw and like that inspires them as well. And so it's, it's kind of like a way of like spreading the creative love in a way. Yeah. Um Yeah.
0: Do you, do you remember, was there like a, was there a day or like you said, you've had the, you had those moments where you were like, I kind of want to do my own thing. Like, do you Mm
1: -hmm. you
0: remember any of those? Like, can you take us back to like a Tuesday afternoon in, in the winter in San Francisco? Like, I want to hear one of those moments.
1: I I do remember a moment actually, whenever uh, it was after work and I was heading to happy hour with my copywriter. And. I was just like, man, like, I don't know. I just, I just, you know, I think I want to do something else. And he was like, oh, well, I just, maybe you just aren't at the right agency. Like you just need to like, you know, you need a different agency. You need new clients. And I'm like, no, like, I think I, I want to see my, like, I think I want to create notebooks and put them in target. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I think, I, I think I want like, and I didn't know what that job was called. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what a, like, what a brand was. I was just like, I just want to make really pretty notebooks and put them in Target because I grew up in the nineties where, um, every day after school, my mom would take me to Target and I would see Lisa Frank. I know Lisa Frank. I you <laughs> <knew laughs> we were going to say Lisa Frank. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it was just like, you know, I was like, oh, Lisa Frank. Like, I mean, that was, we were all crazy about it. Right. Like it was just so, so that was, you know, that's been in the back of my mind since I was a child. And and I didn't know what that, what that was. I didn't know like Lisa Frank is a brand, you know, that produces products. And I was just like, it's just colorful art on everyday products. And like, I was like, I want to do that. And so I just remember having that conversation with my copywriter where I was just like, man, like, I want to do this, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Like you literally <laughs> spoke your job into the universe.
1: Yeah. really put it out it's kind of like asking the question um putting it out there but then you have to do the work to find the answer and so and actually how that kind of started to happen was that my mom she had taken me to my very first trade show it was like a fashion trade show in Vegas called Magic and Yeah. yeah oh it's a huge deal and so she was like my mom like She was like, I'm going to open an online boutique, like come with me to Vegas and I'm going to go shopping at Magic. And so I went to Magic and I was like, wait, this is interesting. So I, I saw, I like was walking around. I was like, okay, so people produce products. Okay. Like, and stores come and buy the products. Okay. And so my wheels started turning. I went to like the up and coming new artist section and I saw it it was like, oh, these are people who create their own products with their own artwork on it and they sell them to anthropology. I was like, what? And so just exposing yourself to stuff like that, to events like that, it kind of gets the wheels turning and you're like, okay, that's how it's done. Yeah.
0: So, so then you just like, you went to magic and you're like, okay, I'm quitting my job and becoming a, a famous artist or no, like uh, what?
1: I so love that, these yeah. like,
0: moments of, these are my favorite stories because they just re- like, it's these little, like we're seeing that it, just, it's these little data collection,
1: right? Over time that slowly build into something. So pretty much what happened is I, I I moved to France. Um, oh, I I, uh, <laughs> yes. So my husband, uh, we had like randomly met online, completely random. So random. Um, we On a
0: French? Because he lived in France mm. or he lived
1: in? So he was living in France, in Strasbourg at the time. I was in San Francisco. And gosh, this is so silly. Have you heard of the website Chat Roulette? No, I have Okay, don't look it up. It's ridiculous. Okay. But back in the day, um, it was like a brand new site. My friends were showing it to me. We were like mostly just laughing at it. And then I literally met my husband on it. And so it's like ridiculous. Um, so uh, pretty much he was, it started off as like a friendship. He was teaching me French. I was teaching him English. Um, I think we started talking. It was like Skype in those days. So yeah, we were Skyping back and forth. Um, for a couple of months, and then he was like, I'm going to come visit you, and I was like, oh, okay, like, um, why not, you know, why not, um, and so he came to visit me in San Francisco, and the rest was history, um, he's a pastry chef, and so he was able to get a job at like a Michelin star restaurant in San Francisco, um, and was able to move for a year, uh, which was amazing just to like get to know each other. And then when his visa was up, he was like, hey, I'm going to Paris. Will you want to come? Like, should we get married? And I was like, yes, of course. Like, let's do it. I know it's-, it's Wait, wait. So, so at this time, like, I just like, I just think, and now
0: talking to you, your art. like, this is why everybody needs, whether it's a notebook from Target or a piece from anthropology or one of your- one of your pieces of actual art is because you can see this, like this, like you just said, like, why not? Why there's why just not? an openness about you um, mm-hmm. that I'm sure, you know, is there, yeah. but like watching it, like sitting here being like, that is, that's one of the secrets to your success. Just
1: why not? I, I never really thought about it that way. And you were so like, you tef- you definitely like hit the nail on the head. Like, cause it's true. It's been seen so many times where I'm just like, why not? Like, you know, even just like moving to San Francisco, uh, moving to, you know, meeting a guy in France and being like, okay. And not know, even on like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Well,
0: yeah. Hold on. I want to hear about, I want to, but like, not even on like match.com or like, right.
1: like this other was even, I was, exactly. I was not trying to date anyone. I was just like, it was just, my friends were showing me a random website. So, um, yeah. Okay. So you were,
0: but at this point when you met him and he came and worked there in San Francisco for a year, were you still at the ad agency? Like at what point in your, then this other story, this art and, and collecting these ideas, like where did those two things line up?
1: Yes. And so um, right before I left San Francisco, I had actually opened a shop on Etsy where I was selling jewelry. Okay. So um, I was like handmaking jewelry just because like I was saying, I was going crazy with the Photoshop. I was like, I need to start making with my hands again. Like yeah. I just felt the need to make. And like I had said, I'd taken uh, jewelry classes in Italy. And so yeah. I was like, I could do this. Um, and this is actually where the name Etta V comes from. Um, which is my grandpa, he had given me a big bag of my grandma's like vintage jewelry. And most of it was broken. And he was like, do you want this? Like, I might just throw it away. And I was like, um, yeah, that's super cool. And so I started taking the jewelry and refashioning it into new pieces. And so um, I, the name Etta V are my two grandmother's names. And so um, Charles Etta and Janie V, and I just put their names together. So it's kind of, an homage to them, but it all started with, yeah, my grandma's jewelry, so, oh um,
0: yeah, I was, I actually, I'm glad you answered it. that was the question, because I just think of you as adavi okay. so it's weird to call you okay. Jesse. um, but that's, no, I, I go by both, so it's, it, it's, but, like, look at that, like, you, here you were, you didn't even know, like, is Lisa Frank, is that actually her name, who I knows, have no
1: idea. but oh, adavi know. is your brand, like, <laughs> right, like, that is, exactly, Exactly. And, um, and okay, so, yeah. so you
0: were making this jewelry. Was this the jewelry that you were making out of your grandmother's old jewelry and putting up but, on? Etsy?
1: So it, it started that way. And then I started going to like little vintage shops in San Francisco and picking up different pieces of, you know, old yeah. pieces of jewelry and stuff and then making new items out of them. And so, um, so then whenever I had moved to Paris, Um, I kind of already had a little Etsy shop going. I wasn't really selling much on there. I wasn't doing too much with it. But um, it was, that's kind of how I was able to transition into opening, switching Edivy into a wall art um, shop. And so, um, and how that came about is that once I arrived in Paris and it was winter and everything was gray and blue and it was raining every day. And I was just like, what did I do? What have I done? Um, yeah. <laughs> and and so I uh, really just wanted to brighten up my surroundings and started painting um, really bright, colorful pieces on canvas and putting them into my Etsy shop. And um, that's how that got started. So,
0: okay, so, so hold on, I have, a, I have another This is just, I could just listen to this story. It's so inspiring. Like just to, you you know, like one step in front of the other. Now, let me ask you, this is a interesting. So you left your job. You finally Mm -hmm. left the ad agency, but it wasn't because you were quitting your job to do your art full time. It was because of love and you were moving. Absolutely. So, do you think you would have quit your job and taken the leap and become a full-time artist and have that be what you do? It's what's on your business card. Mm. Would you have left the job just for that? Or was it easier? It was like love like a really nice um uh, like side street you could take?
1: What okay, I, think, I definitely think love was a side street to take, because if I really think about it right now, you know, I was in San Francisco. Um, it's a very expensive city. I had I have student loans. You know, I was like, I need to pay these off. And I actually, um, you know, worked in tech right before leaving for Paris, you know. And so I could have totally seen myself getting stuck there, you know, just because I had to.
0: San Francisco um, does
1: that to you. It let's, is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's on, let's, yeah. Let's be honest. And mm-hmm. so, honestly, I think I I probably would have gotten there eventually, but it would have probably been like ten years down the line. Honestly, yeah.
0: So, what would you say? Like, because whether somebody is a living in San Francisco or or not, they have other things. Like, I have a mortgage, and mm-hmm. I have kids, college kids, to, or whatever it is, and they, totally. you know, they aren't gonna. It, the shiny the knight in white shining armor or whatever exactly. it is a good way to Paris like what would you what would you say to that person who maybe isn't going to yeah. go on yeah find the love of their life and move
1: oh absolutely you know I think you know and I, I speak often with many um uh people who you know maybe want to open a creative business and stuff like that And they're just like how how do you do it and I would say the most important thing is to just start, but like, like you have to first, like have a plan, know what it is that you want to do. Um, if the goal is to one day leave your job and go full time into your own art business, um, start saving Mm -hmm. right away. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's really important to, because you don't want to put like, whenever you just like jump into the art business I think it's not it's 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 not helpful to have to rely your all of your income on your art sales at the beginning it's good to have a transition period because um I've found that when a lot of people feel like they need to like jump in right away with the art stuff, like they might follow trends rather than listening to their own artistic voice and not taking the time to build that style up. So kind of having the full-time job and starting a side hustle at the same time, that really allows you to take the time to build your style slowly, uh, build a following, um, to create a creative voice. And then by the time you have your business, if your business is making, you know, if you're making the same amount or even, you know, a little more than what you're making at your full-time job, it's time to cut the cord and switch over. But I think it's really good having that, that intermediate time in between the two. Um But you just have to start. There's like, that's the only way to learn and do it.
0: Yeah. Cause like, I think yeah. there's so much uh, perfection, like, oh, I'll do it when, or, you know, like that, right. that, that it's like a separate and right. yeah, like it has to happen. And you, you know what, anyone that I've talk to all the people that I've interviewed the authors the different Mm -hmm. no one has said jump right in right away don't look back not a single one of these extremely (laughs) successful people every single one of them has said hey Mm -hmm. like give this the time make you know do this strategically and so to to that I just want to like highlight this again to a to the people who are listening and thinking that, um, you know that that's what you have to do that you're failing unless you make the big jump. There, I, I have not talked to a single person yet who has said that that is the case. Okay, and and so that maybe this is like success. We always hear success leaves oh. clues. Ooh, All of these yes, yes, really yes. successful people are saying this and that. Also, you are not doing your art, your passion, a disservice right. by by being by having sense, you know, like logical,
1: right? There you go. There you go. Because, and even like, it's, it's, it's just, it's just smart to, to, to take the time to not throw yourself into the stress of, you know, into a true starving, starving artist situation Mm -hmm. where, you know, it's really important, like make, just like make the plan, take the time, have grit, which is going to fuel your plan and, um, you know, and I think that, that grit is something that allows you to really find all these little ways to make it work. Yeah. Um,
0: What are some of the ways that your grit, like that you've seen your grit express, like, how do you express your grit? Like, how does it show?
1: Yeah. And so for those who might not know, like what grit means, it's, um, or how I define it is grit is the, it's like having a passion for what you want to do and, you it's using, it's using that passion to make it happen. And so, um, for example, whenever I, whenever I had just moved to Paris, I did get a job in an ad agency in Paris. And at the same time, I had my Etsy shop, my Etta v art Etsy shop. And so what I was doing, is I would come home at night. I would try to figure out what kind of items that I would be working on for the weekend. Um, Mm -hmm. I would, um, print on the weekends ship. And then during the week, as I got orders, I would ship on my lunch break. Um, it was really just kind of trying to find all the little ways to make it work. And then I was like, okay, like, um, how do I get this, you know, into like a holiday shop? You know, I like, it's just, it's just kind of like finding and continuing to do all the research that you need to do. Um, I was like, okay, how do I get my art into Target? I learned about Surtex, which is a trade show in New York that I'm obsessed with. And so i it's also connected to the stationery show. And so this is a place where all of these big box stores go to shop for their products every year. And where art directors go to find artists to work on maybe if you wanted to do a collaboration directly with anthropology, you would, you know, these people are at this trade show walking around. And so I was like, okay, like, let me go see what that's all about. I bought a ticket to New York. I flew to New York. I walked the show. I was terrified to talk to anyone. I honestly, at the base, I'm at the base of like who I have been. I'm quite shy. And so I was like really scared to talk to people, but I was like looking around and was like, okay, like, this is how it, this is how it works. This is how it goes. And so, um, I think it's just using that passion. If you want it bad enough to, to put it into action and finding all the little steps, uh, to get where you want to go.
0: So, so, so let me ask you then about this, like, um, cause target, cause who, so who, where is your, like, you're in target. You do have work with anthropology, right? Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. I think
1: anthropology, not- it's not, I don't think it's out yet, but yes, uh, there's, um, I, that. I saw uh, it coming soon. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Target, oh wait, oh, it's there? You're saying it's up? No, no, I saw it. you oh. posted
0: something about it and I was like, Whoa. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Okay, I need to double check that. Yeah, okay, so it's, uh Target, Barnes & Noble, uh, Tervis, um, um, let's see, Anthro soon. Oh, next year, there's a, a big one. The big one's coming next year. Um, I can't say yeah. yet. I don't think I can, but I can say, it's connected to kids. Um, I'm it's been my dream, dream, dream one. So I'm so thrilled. Uh, okay, so i tell you. you like, to- I can
0: tell you after. Okay, yeah, <laughs> tell me once we get up. And yeah. then for the rest of you, make sure you go to at, at v, Is it E T T A is there an underscore? V,
1: uh E T T A V E E.
0: Yep. Okay. So follow Jesse. <laughs> can hear what Thank this is and I'm gonna I'm gonna know in a I'm so excited so but like you have all these like these are and maybe it's not every artist's dream but you know like these are right. of course those boxes to check right like I'm looking at this right. and like you know like I have my big client list that I would love to one of those comes in and you're like oh my gosh I can't believe this is real life so did you find was it did, how did that happen? Or like even at that trade show that's in New York, you said you went and walked around. Like, was it, is that Mm -hmm. when everything came together? Were you just scoping it out? Like, how did you make these, this part of your dream happen?
1: Yes. And so let's see, I think I went in 2014. No, I went in 2015 and it was just amazing because I was able to Actually, I'm trying to figure out what year. It doesn't matter what year it went, but I, I'll explain why. I, I'll come back yeah, to that I in a second. Um, but pretty much I, I was able to like, I know, like, what year is it right now? Um, so I was able to go and scope it out. And I came back to France and I was like, okay. I was like, I think I'm going to go for it. I'm going to, and what I, what I mean by go for it is that artists, um, you put up like a booth at the show and you pretty much the booth, um, it has like your, your artist name and then samples of your work. Um, You know, the people can come in, the art directors can come into your booth and they can flip through your portfolio and talk to you about like your art and like what they're looking for and stuff like that. that It's not cheap, I would imagine, um, to get a booth. I was like, it's not cheap. Yeah, that's an investment. So I did save, save, save. Yeah. It's an investment for sure. And so I think total it was around like nine, ten thousand or something. So, and probably
0: not including the flights from Paris to New York and stay right. Yeah. So this is this was a planning, saving, like this
1: was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. For something that wasn't even, you know, a thing yet. Right. Cause like yeah. my, you know, I was just starting off. And so it was, that was, you know, a risk. It was kind of like oh well, I gotta go big or go home kind of thing. Yeah. And so, um, I, I ended up getting pregnant with my daughter, so I had to wait a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, during that year I was able to, you know, plan it out some more. And, um, whenever I did debut, I think it was 26. 2018 was when I debuted, um, the month before I debuted, I worked on it for a year. Like it was a year of, um, designing my booth, figuring out what I'm going to show. I wanted to be strategic. So I was like, who do I want to come into my booth? Um, I marketed for a year on Instagram. I was like tagging them. Like, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here. Like blah, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. And so just making sure (laughs) everyone, um, and something that actually really was life-changing for my Career is that um, one month before the show started, um, I was contacted by art agents, and so um, Jewel Branding and Licensing—they are—they represent like a whole slew of amazing female millennial artists, and you know artists who you know already have been collaborating with like Sephora and stuff like that. And so um, they tapped me, and they were like, "Hey, like we would love to represent you," um, and it was just the perfect timing because they were at the show too. And so um, they were able to meet with clients, send them right over to my booth and it just really worked out so well. I was really excited. And um, I think that for artists who are wanting to have their products in in stores and get into art licensing, an art agent is an amazing way to do that as they kind of allow you to cut the line a little bit of um, getting your work in front of people.
0: And, and, and it's, I mean, that just, it wasn't a stroke of luck. Like that's a mm-hmm. a, a consequence of yes. all of the effort that you'd been putting yes. in over the course of, since you were born. Yes.
1: Well, yes. And that, and that's true for people to to also, yeah, to know that like, you know, all of your work that you do over time and every post that you share your work and every, you know, maybe a hashtag you use, like you never know who's looking at your work. So many people find my work from things that I've posted like, years ago, you yeah. know, years yeah. ago. And so, um, yeah, absolutely. Like you were saying, it's like a combination of all that work.
0: And so now where how do you feel about like where you are now? Like, do you, um, Because, because we, I mean, I look at you and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, look at, look at at this amazing, um, do you, are you at a point where you're like, okay, good. I'm, this is where I am and I love it. And I'm so happy to be here. Are you like, ooh, I want to do this next thing. Tell me about what's next, what you see next for yourself.
1: So um, I think that like this year was a moment where I was, I mean, I, I, and i just want to be honest with everyone you guys um a lot of artists we like we work super hard you know like i also have an online shop so i'm shipping i'm staying up late like i i i finally was able to get my boundaries in order this year and like go to bed at a proper time but um, you know like you know baby steps um but you know a lot of work goes into it and i think that this year was the year where i was like Dang, I made it! Like I was like, I did it! Like I did what was on my my list. And so for the future, going forward, um, as I mentioned earlier, is I'm like, okay, well, how can I give this back? How can I put this back? Turn it back around? Give it to others who were like me, where like you know, whenever I was in San Francisco, I was like, I want to do this, but I don't know what it's called. Yes. So I'm like, how can I help those people who don't know what it is or how to do it? So. Yeah my that's the next thing I'm working on I hope to have something out in a month or so I've been working on something oh my gosh that's just I love this I'm like I I do I feel like we're getting
0: all the like insider information oh
1: yes I know
0: I know um so Jesse where can we find you let's let's ask that question first like where where can people they're like obsessed with your story and maybe they haven't seen your art, where can they find you?
1: Yes, so uh, you can follow me on Instagram uh, at at etavee E-T-T-A-V-E-E. And that's where I share most of my up and coming new projects, but also behind the scenes um, work as well. I also share a lot of uh, little snippets of life in France on my stories if you're into France. you can also check out edivy.com. Um, That's just like kind of my website and hub for where you can find original artwork if you are into, you know, big, beautiful canvases that are bright and bold. Um, oh, and I just completed a book, my second book that will be out April, 2021. Um, and it's all, a, it's a creative journal where um, it's, the goal is to help people pull out uh, the creativity that like just might already within them. So it's like a really fun, interactive, beautiful uh book. So what's really- the name
0: of the what's the name of the book, Jesse? So people and is it available yeah. where can we get
1: it? Um so it's called the Bright Book and it will be available. Oh gosh, I believe it'll be available. It's currently being shopped right now around. So I think probably where books are <laughs> is what I can okay, say good. and we'll follow <laughs> oh, that's so
0: exciting so I you know and as soon as you see where you can uh, buy it for all of you listening like go get it pre-ordered show support Thank for now author and an artist you know together Thank you. um <laughs> so Jesse, just one last question that I have for you yes. have you ever considered recreating the Little Mermaid
1: painting? but I love that. And now that you say that, I would love to do that with my daughter. I think that would be really fun. Like, Like, that would be so fun. I'm going to do that with my daughter. Thank you for, I'm like, I'm like, I want, because, because
0: I think that for whatever reason, Ariel is like the princess that has like sustained all times. Like my daughter daughter. loves Ariel. I'm like, no, no, that is my princess.
1: like what do you think she is like, that's, you know, but I'm just thinking about you have Elsa. Okay. You have Elsa. <laughs> Elsa's got
0: nothing on Ariel. Like she knows that. Right. So it. it's such an interesting, like I think about this and, and just hearing the, um, you know, and the story of your art and and how you started doing the color, and I I encourage all of you to go check it out because you will like you just feel hope and brightness when you when you look you. at your work. Um, but now I'm picture you know hearing this story that that's where it all started, and I'm thinking about and and how your mother encouraged you. I'm thinking about hanging this big. And like an entire generation of women who have daughters who both are fighting over whose princess Ariel is and like I want this big beautiful your version of Ariel the little mermaid on her wall because she loves her and I love her and like having it be this symbol of like I love it like this I mean you would I love it Out of, I don't know how you do it. If you put it up in your, but I want it. I want I love it.
1: it. Let me figure that out. And I'm going to get, I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> My daughter's blowing right now. I have like chills. I'm like, I want
0: that. I want that art. And then she'd have it I
1: forever. Love
0: it. Like you could do it. A- so I don't know. I don't know if Disney gets, gets in on you on that or they. Yeah, I
1: know. i like, we, yeah. I-
0: <laughs> it could be abstract <laughs> enough.
1: There we go. We would have to make it a very whole new thing, but it could be like, you know, it's the the vibe. The Exactly. The aerial
0: vibe. Who knows, maybe Disney would buy it
1: too. (gasps) Ooh, now you're talking. Why not? Well, (laughs) Etta, I call you Etta, I know it's Etta, Etta V. I
0: love it. Oh my gosh, this is like the, the best hour of my week. Thank you so much for sharing your stories.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Kendra. And honestly, yeah, this, this actually has been a different interview than I've done before, because I feel like it's the first time that I was able to like go back and set aside little turning points um, and pull out the little moments that ultimately built up to, you know, my career that I have today and so I hope that people find it helpful and um, I just really hope that those who want to be working artists and or creatives are able to use some of these nuggets and find their own in their lives as well to launch their own (sighs) as well
0: no I know they will I mean thank you for being so generous with all of those small stories
1: yes thank you
0: we'll see you soon. If you enjoyed this conversation, look up an inch or down an inch and check out all of our previous discussions. You can find those at iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, or wherever finer podcasts are sold. And of course, check out the latest issue of Success Magazine by heading over to success.com slash subscribe and get more inspiring stories like this delivered right to your front door. Be sure to give us a review on Apple iTunes and you can find me at kindrahall.com or on Instagram at Kindra Hall. That is Kindra with an I. I can't wait to hear the stories you'll tell. Until next time.